You are listening to the Cancer from A to Z podcast with Dr. Rosalind Morell, Episode 8, Behind the Scenes of a Radiation Oncology Practice. Hi, and welcome to the Cancer from A to Z podcast, where we discuss the issues and topics related to a diagnosis of cancer. I'm your host, Dr. Rosalind Morell. These podcast episodes are intended for informational and educational purposes only and are not a substitute for medical treatment by a healthcare professional. They do not constitute a doctor-patient relationship. Please consult your doctor or other health professional with any questions you have regarding any medical conditions. Hi, and welcome to another episode. So glad you could join me today. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different because I'm going to take you behind the scenes of a radiation oncology practice, specifically my practice, Centerpoint Radiation Oncology. And I thought about doing this episode because I want to bring a little bit more awareness to radiation oncology and how radiation therapy works and what a radiation oncologist does. And so I thought, well, one of the simplest ways would be to kind of tell you a little bit about what I do and just, again, take you behind the scenes and describe what it's like on a daily basis for patients to come in and get treatment and what I see and and what I do. So my practice is located in Southern California, and I practice specifically in Los Angeles. And it is a small boutique practice, at least what I like to call a boutique practice. And it is what we call a freestanding center. And a freestanding center means that I'm not connected to any hospitals. I have my own clinic, and it is out in the community. We are open five days a week. And that is because radiation therapy patients get radiation five days a week. And usually we're closed on Saturday and Sunday unless there is an emergency. So each day I prepare actually the night before by looking at my schedule and checking the charts that may be sitting on my desk or charts that may be open on my electronic medical record to prepare to see what patients are on my schedule. And as a general radiation oncologist, which most people are out in the community, meaning we see all types of cancers. So that could be, I could be seeing in the morning a patient who's been diagnosed with breast cancer and maybe the second patient's been diagnosed with lung cancer. And then maybe in the afternoon, I'm seeing somebody who's been diagnosed with brain cancer, et cetera. So What I like to do is prepare the night before or the day before by reviewing those charts to make sure that I have all of the records that I need to do a full assessment. And if I don't, then my office is really good about getting those records from the referring physician's office so that I can review them. So that I have a good idea in terms of that patient's history before they actually arrive to my office the next day. And I do that pretty much every day because I see patients every day of the week. And it's good to kind of do because you never want to kind of go into a meeting with a patient not having a full understanding in terms of what's been happening before they got to you. So that's really important to me. So I try to do that every night before I see that patient the next day. And then when I come in in the morning, I'm ready to go and I'm ready to see 
whoever may be on my schedule. And like I said, that could be a variety of different types of patients. And that could also be a variety of the types of meetings that I have, which would include consultations. I may also be seeing patients who are in follow-up, meaning they've already received their radiation therapy and now they have finished and either they are in a phase of just monitoring and so they come in periodically to see me to be tested and or evaluated is a better word to make sure that their cancer has not returned. And so that may be on my schedule. So I could have a consultation, you know, in the morning and then the next patient on my schedule about an hour later could be a follow-up. And then I have patients who are consistently under treatment all day while I'm there. And so I could be, you know, seeing them, checking their films, checking on them in, in case they have a question or a concern or maybe they're not feeling good. And so... That's usually how my all of my days are. Essentially, it's it's just a, a variety, and it's and it's actually really good to do that. That way, it doesn't limit you know my ability to see somebody. So if someone really needs to get in, we try to get them in for consultation within twenty four to forty eight hours, because a lot of times certain diagnoses you don't want to wait. You don't want to put off a patient in terms of seeing them for two three weeks. That's not ideal. So we try to get people in within twenty four to forty eight hours. And once I come in, I try to grab my coffee because <laughs> I cannot start my day without a good cup of coffee. You know, I try to drink coffee in moderation, no more than one cup, but I have got to have that caffeine. So I definitely try to get my coffee in the morning and then I review my schedule. And so hypothetically, like for instance, today, the first patient that was on my schedule was someone who had been diagnosed with prostate cancer. So once the patient comes in and my nurse has evaluated them and taken all the vitals and done basically a quick history with them to make sure all of the paperwork that they filled out is complete, then she will essentially present the patient to me and kind of give me a little bit of background about them. And then I go in and I do a full assessment. So full assessment essentially means that I am getting the history in a lot more detail, filling in, essentially filling in the gaps in terms of what may have been sent to me in terms of the medical record or maybe what they filled out on their intake paperwork. And so I'm getting that history from them in terms of when the symptoms started, if they had any symptoms or if, you know, any of their blood work was abnormal you know, when that first started and how long they've been getting that type of blood work. And then once I obtain all of that history, then I want to make sure, you know, just to get a little, a few more details to find out if they've ever had radiation therapy before or if they've been diagnosed with anything that would be a contraindication to doing the radiation. And then I move on to the physical exam. And then after that, then it's a long, in-depth conversation about essentially their cancer and what type of cancer it is and whether I feel that radiation is a good treatment for them based on the stage and the type of cancer and the overall picture. And I go through all of those details and I include what radiation therapy is, how long it's been around in terms of treating cancer, 
And I try to do it in a way to that's very understandable. And I go over, you know, the number of treatments that I'm recommending, where the radiation is going to be entering their body. And I also review with them the side effects of treatment because that's really important. Radiation therapy definitely has side effects. So really, really important that I go through each one of those potential side effects with them to make sure that they have a full understanding because sometimes the side effects will actually be one of those things that will kind of sway someone to potentially go with another type of treatment. For example, with prostate cancer, a lot of men with early stage prostate cancer have the option of either having surgery to remove the prostate or doing radiation therapy. And that may be true in terms of external beam radiation therapy or brachytherapy. And there are side effects or potential toxicities associated with, with surgery and side effects associated with radiation therapy. And depending upon that particular patient's desires and quality of life concerns, they may choose to do radiation over surgery or they may choose to do surgery over radiation therapy. So basically what I'm trying to say is that going over the side effects is really, really important. So I make sure that I take my time in doing that and really explaining what those side effects could potentially be. And then after that full discussion, again, obtaining the history and then also doing the physical exam and then going into my recommendations and the details about the radiation therapy in terms of why we do it and how we do it and when we do it and what the side effects are, then... Sometimes at that moment, the patient knows that they want to proceed with radiation. Sometimes they don't and want to leave and think about it. And then there are other times where it may be a situation where the patient may be in a lot of pain or there's some bleeding going on and it's more of an emergency and we need to start the radiation sooner rather than later. So once I'm done with the consultation, then I usually walk the patient up to the front ask them if they have any additional questions and if another appointment needs to be made. And then I'm finished with that patient. And then I walk back to my office and I'm on to the next patient. During that time, I may be called to the machine. I may be called to look at films. And so sometimes I have to step out of the room to go look at films and make sure that everything is going okay on the machine. And then once I'm back in my office, I am usually dictating And as many physicians know, that is not fun at all, but it's something that has to be done. So you have to document your history and physical in the medical record, and we call that dictating. And so I take care of that. And after that's completed, I may be, again, checking on patients that are getting treatment. And then I'm also contouring and getting prepared in terms of patients who have come in for radiation therapy and gone through the consultation and now they have come in for what we call a CT simulation. So essentially once you've had the consultation and it's been determined that radiation is a good option, then we schedule a second appointment for the patient to come back on another day for what we call a CT simulation. So all radiation planning is CT-based, essentially. I would say a good 99% of it is CT-based. 
what that means is that the patients are getting a CT scan done prior to starting the radiation therapy to obtain images in the area where the radiation is going to go. And once those images are obtained, they're sent to the physician, and we essentially identify the target, and we identify the normal tissue that we want to avoid in terms of the radiation therapy. And so I sit there on my computer, and I do that. And that can take a lot of time and can be very intense and But essentially, that's where the most important part of radiation comes in. It's really where, you know, you're identifying where the radiation is supposed to go and you're identifying the the normal tissue where you don't want the radiation to go. And once I finish that, then I have to write a prescription, basically prescribing how much radiation dose is going to be delivered and over what time frame? Is that going to be over five treatments? Is that going to be over 10 treatments, 20 treatments, 44 treatments, whatever it may be? And once those two things are complete, then everything gets transferred over to other staff members and they complete their part in terms of the radiation planning. And then it comes back to me. So that may take several days and that can take anywhere from three days, four days, five days for all of that to be complete. And then once the dose and the beams are put on the plan, then I review it and I review it extensively, meaning I'm looking at, again, the target, I'm looking at the normal tissue, I'm seeing how much dose is getting to the target and where I want it to go, making sure that it's all appropriate, not too hot, not too cold, And I'm also looking to see how much of the normal tissue is getting radiation because we have guidelines that tell us in terms of what the tolerance is for a lot of the structures, a lot of the normal tissue. And it's really important that we follow those guidelines and make sure that we are respecting what we call normal tissue tolerance of radiation. So that becomes really important. And so all of that is what a radiation oncologist will evaluate as part of the plan to make sure that it's meeting the criteria that we have set forth. And if so, then the plan essentially is approved and then it goes through several quality assurance tests before the patient gets treated. So we run it through several tests that our medical physicists will basically do. And again, everything is tested several times before that treatment is delivered to the patient. And that's really important. Pretty much everything in a radiation oncology clinic is tested in terms of the machine and what's going on with the machine. And there are parameters and daily checks and weekly checks and monthly checks and biannual checks and annual checks. So there, there's a number of, of checks that are, are done by our medical physicists to make sure that everything is safe. 
And there's definitely safety protocols that we follow. And a radiation oncologist is going to know what those safety protocols are. And the staff is going to be well-trained in following those safety protocols. And again, having the proper and appropriate staff is really important. So you always have to have a, a dosimetrist and a, and a medical physicist. And as part of this, in terms of making sure that everything is done appropriately and safely. All right, so next, I may see a follow-up patient. So again, that may be someone who has already gone through treatment and now they're coming in for follow-up. So that'll be another visit where I'm obtaining the interim history and doing a physical exam and making an assessment and reviewing medical records such as mammogram results or PSA values or CT scan or PET scan results, you name it. And so... That's also a part of what I do during the day. And after I see the follow-ups, again, I may be interrupted during that time to check on something on the machine or check some films on patients who are being treated and to review everything and make sure that everything is going the way that it should. And so that is really how my day, <laughs> that could actually be just the morning that could take up several hours in the morning and then it's essentially the same thing in the afternoon. It's a lot of paperwork, dictating, checking on patients who are being placed on the table and getting their treatment, checking films, as well as, you know, contouring patients and assessing and making sure that everything is in order for any patients who are potentially coming in later on in the week. And that's essentially what my day consists of. And, and sometimes my day ends at 5, 5.30, 6. And sometimes my day doesn't end until 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, especially if I'm trying to catch up on some work late at night. But that's what I do. And so as I'm doing all of these things, my staff members have their own jobs and with my clinic, essentially, I have a front desk person who answers my phones and schedules all the patients. And I have an insurance verification person who handles that as well as she does the financial coordination. I have a nurse. And then I have my therapists who are the individuals who are licensed by the state of California to operate the machine and place the patients on, on the linear accelerator. And again, there's a dosimetrist as well as a physicist and a practice manager. So those are all of the individuals who have their own respective responsibilities and they are there doing their jobs while I'm doing mine. And from a patient perspective, essentially what's happening with the patients is that you're coming in. So let's say you have breast cancer, and you're going to be getting either, let's say, three and a half weeks or maybe six and a half weeks of radiation therapy. Essentially, the patients are coming in Monday through Friday, and they're coming in once a day, and they get a 15-minute appointment. And usually, I would say most radiation oncology facilities, you're going to your appointment time stays the same because it's just easier to run the clinic that way. So if you happen to pick, let's say, 10 o'clock in the morning for your treatment time, more than likely your time is going to stay 10 o'clock for the entire treatment course, unless you have a conflict. And if you do have a conflict, then 
a lot of times we're very flexible and we can, you know, get you in earlier or get you in later. But usually when the patients come in, they are identified and we're still doing COVID screening. And so we do that. And then the patients will then be called back to the machine. And sometimes they change into scrubs and sometimes they don't. But the majority of the time they they do change into scrubs and then they get walked back to the machine, placed on the machine, and then the appropriate imaging is done. And then that imaging is checked and to make sure that it's the patient is in the correct position and then the treatment is delivered. Again, there are multiple steps involved and I'm kind of just highlighting them. So I'm not even going into the really, you know, detailed details, but essentially that's what happens. But there's multiple steps involved in that whole process. And once the treatment is delivered, then the patient afterwards, they get down off of the table and then they're done for the day. And that's essentially how it happens. And it, and it happens five days a week, unless they're on, again, something is maybe a little bit different and they're coming in on a weekend for a particular reason. But most of the time it's five days a week for anywhere from, you know, maybe one week to eight and a half weeks. So it varies depending upon what we're treating and, and the stage and what's been prescribed in terms of radiation. So the radiation therapy can be, depending upon, again, you know, the type of cancer, it could be one treatment and you're done and finished with the radiation therapy, or it could be multiple treatments or multiple what we call fractions. And so, again, it's going to depend upon your current situation in terms of how many treatments are delivered. So what I just described to you would be external beam radiation therapy. But radiation oncologists also perform brachytherapy, which is where we're actually placing the radioactive source into that tissue in the body. And we also do types of treatments called stereotactic radiosurgery and stereotactic body radiotherapy. And all of those are done in the clinic as well. Brachytherapy depending upon, you know, exactly what it is, may be done in the operating room or it could be done in a brachytherapy suite. And there's, again, different types of brachytherapy, some called low-dose rate brachytherapy and others called high-dose rate brachytherapy. And then there are some other newer treatments that are coming out and different facilities have different machines with different capabilities and there's a lot of exciting technology out there, and it's constantly changing, and it's really, really cool and very exciting in terms of what we're able to do with radiation therapy now. Patients are spending less and less time on the treatment table. There's you know newer techniques such as things called flash radiotherapy where you're actually delivering the radiation super fast, and patients are treated in, in seconds instead of minutes. And we have the capabilities with some of our machines of, of you know, seeing the tumor in, in real time and moving and changing and, and adapting our radiation therapy to that as well. So it's very, very exciting. And I just wanted to give you a, a little taste of, of what I do 
But again, there's so much more in terms of what I do in terms of like, you know, again, HDR, brachytherapy, and other types of procedures. So I hope that gives you a little bit of, a, of an idea of what a radiation oncology facility is like. I guess it's from my perspective, but I also try to explain a little bit about what it's like from a patient's perspective. And every clinic is different. Some clinics are going to have social workers and nutritionists and other individuals who are present in the clinic who help in terms of helping the patient with social aspects. There can be patient navigators. All of those individuals are very important and you can find those individuals in radiation oncology facilities as well. And so some facilities also are conducting clinical trials and will enroll patients into clinical trials. And that's really exciting and very important because most of oncology is based on our recommendations come from clinical trials and so enrolling patients on, on new clinical trials is really important in terms of testing drugs and testing treatments and getting those answers that we need to effectively treat cancer. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and it gives you a little sneak peek behind the scenes if you are ever told that you need radiation therapy, I hope that gives you an idea of what it's like. And if you've been diagnosed with cancer, what I find is important is that, and I think I've said it on previous episodes, you need to have all of the team in terms of all of the different types of doctors. They need to be on your team and you should see a radiation oncologist, in addition to seeing a medical oncologist, in addition to seeing a surgeon. So it's really important that you see everybody. And you may see a surgeon or medical oncologist that says, oh, well, you know, I don't think you need radiation therapy. But my philosophy is send the patient to the doctor and let that particular specialist decide whether that type of treatment is needed or not. I think, you know, I kind of go by the old saying, just hear it straight from the horse's mouth. And so I think it's really important that even though another physician may say, oh, well, you don't need chemotherapy or, oh, no, well, you don't need radiation, you should really hear it specifically from that specialist, whether you actually need or don't need that type of treatment. If you have any additional questions, check out my website, www.centerpointoncology.com, and check out the show notes as well. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I have some really exciting shows coming up. I'm going to be speaking to a psychiatrist about how to talk to your children about a cancer diagnosis. And I'm also going to be talking to a breast cancer survivor. And that's going to be a very cool episode as we hear and learn about her journey. Until then, be well. Thank you for listening to the Cancer from A to Z podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you subscribed and left a review. And if you know anyone who could benefit from this information, please share the podcast with them. Until next time, I am your host, Dr. Rosalind Morell.